<coughs> Podcast Network Asia. Hi, this is Michael Waits, and welcome back to the Asia Tech Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Atul Monga, the founder of Basic Home Loan in India. Atul, it's great to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I'm very well, Michael. How about yourself? I am super. Look, let's just jump right into this. What do you think is the biggest trend in fintech in India today? Okay, so currently, if you see, there is a huge demand in the lending sector. There was a wave previously in the payment side and there are a lot of you know unicorns which have come up in India. Now the focus is on lending. In the past few years, the focus was on unsecured loans, which is, you know, personal loans or business loans for SMEs or, you know, for individuals. But now uh, we and many other players are trying to digitize the secured market, which includes mortgage loans, home loans, loan against property for business. So these kind of things are coming up, especially, uh, you know, India is growing into a territory where most of the lending which used to happen through paper route, now it is becoming paperless. So people are trying to digitize policies. People are trying to, you know, go away with the paperwork. Although there are some regulatory, uh, you know, things which we have to manage. But, you know, solutions are coming up in market, which will further digitize the market and will help us in doing instant kind of loans, both in secured as well as unsecured categories. Okay. Very interesting. There's a lot to cover there. Can we just get a little bit of your background for context? Okay, so I graduated as a mechanical engineer from IIT Delhi. Wow. After that, I worked as an investment banker. Did you? Yeah, I know. You worked as an investment banker? Yeah, I worked with Credit Suisse. Initially, I started in Mumbai, then worked in Hong Kong, and finally in Singapore, mostly in the financial institutions group, where I was covering Asian banks, insurance companies, and in the later part of my career, to fintech companies. I worked on some very good deals related to M&As in Thailand, Singapore, and then some very good, cool uh, you know, tech IPOs also. Then uh, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. My brother, my cousins all have, you know, done entrepreneurship. They have made good companies in India. I also, you know, was inspired to do something of my own. So I came to India, started working in the fintech domain. Initially, I was just helping some startups to raise their funds from uh, VCs. So I helped few companies. One of them was Rubik, my previous employer. So I, when I helped them in their Series A capital, they asked me to join them. And that's how I entered into the operation sides of the fintech market. There I was a business head. I was managing the operations pan India. And in my last role, I was a business head with a, a company named Paisa Bazaar, which is part of Policy Bazaar Group. Uh, Policy Bazaar is a fintech unicorn in India. And uh, I was again managing a part of their business as a business head. And now I have started this company, Basic Home Loans. And the reason for starting was whatever I learned in the past five years in the fintech, and what are loopholes I've seen, I think that I had enough knowledge and enough solutions to solve them with a new entity. And that's the reason Basic was formed. So just so you know, I've had Yashish on my InsureTech podcast. Okay. Yeah. So I used to report to Yashish in uh, Paisa Bazaar. Right. And I was managing his affiliates business for loans. That's awesome. I want to understand. I mean, I know you said your brother or your cousins yeah. were also starting their own businesses. I have a feeling, and I asked somebody about this earlier today. I don't know if it's self-selecting or not. I want your opinion. Is there something about the cohort that goes to IIT? Or is there something about IIT that creates this entrepreneurial class or drive? Like, where does this come from for you? See, it's mostly about the fact that, you know, when you're in IIT, most of the people, they stay in hostels. So, you know, people work together daily, night, you are discussing ideas. 
Now, earlier there didn't used to be means to materialize those ideas but now a lot of liquidity there in india so people just pitch the ideas they get uh, you know initial funding and a lot of companies are coming up and in fact if you see the first major startup in india which i'll say was flipkart that was also a product of it delhi only right. so you know once you see your alumni is doing something then you are also motivated that if they have done then you can also try it's you know people have this mentality that i should not be going into a untraditional way in my career but if someone has done it already then your doubts are cleared you you think that it is not something new you are doing people have already done so you can you become more averse to this and you you try to take risk in your life and that's how if you see all over iit in all over iits people are taking risk and starting up companies do you take risk in any other parts of your life in other words do you skydive or do you surf or do you know what i mean because i find that a lot of entrepreneurs also do kind of other extreme things See uh, right now you know I'm a uh, I'm very fat you know I've gained a lot of weight but earlier during my investment banking days I used to take care of myself there I used to do a lot of adventurous things I've done skydiving I've done bungee I have See what done, I mean Yeah I've done all those things with uh, if you get a chance go to my YouTube channel maybe I can get some likes also there I have done all those things you know when I was leaving credit suisse me and my friends were planning uh, bungee jumping uh, in chile Uh, where they actually you know drop you into a volcano which is currently active so so but it didn't materialize right. because i left my job and came back to india so these kind of things were a part of life but now you know it's only about setting up company daily you are monitoring numbers maybe uh, once basic is set up then we can try again something and if you come to india let's do it together absolutely let's go somewhere absolutely yeah. when you left your sort of stable job Yeah. Was your family supportive and your friends or did they just think like uh-oh this is going to be a little bit insane? It was a shock to them because when I left my job I was supposed to get married after one month and uh, you know my in-laws and all thought that you said that you were worked as a you were working as an investment banker and now you are unemployed. Right. So that was a shock to everyone but my thought process was that you know investment banking we all know it's a very tiresome job. it requires a lot of hours and i thought that you know if i continue this job and uh, and i get married then my divorce is sure for in next 6 months so i was like i'm not going to do this i left my job and after one month i got married and then i started working in india in some other projects got it i want to talk specifically now about basic right yeah and let's talk about some of the secular trends that are taking place in india that are driving this idea for you right that goes from sort of unsecured to secured that you were talking about earlier right this whole idea that the housing sector is changing what are some of the socio demographic things that have changed in india over the past few years that are driving this change okay so uh, india has always been a economy or a country where people used to stay in joint families so you know all the uncles and aunts they used to stay in one big house but uh, from past couple of decades what is what is happening is that people are you know moving out uh and a lot of nuclearization of family has started happening so uh, i i remember uh, the census number that in 1991 census the average household size in india was 5.5 members and in 2011 it was 4.8 and it is projected to be around 4 in 2021 the census which is going to happen this year so uh, uh, you know a lot of nuclearization is being happening in especially in tier 2 tier 3 cities so now people are moving out and there is a demand for new houses but our current housing base is insufficient so if you see government data india needs about 20 million more houses to support the current population there are a lot of people who are living in slums they need houses 
even government is very pro about housing sector in india so our current prime minister pm modi if you see him is always talking about affordable housing there he has started a new scheme called pradhan mantri awas yojana where he is helping people to build new houses so a number of things are coming up but the key problem in india is that even though developers are building new houses the problem remains on the side of financing so uh, from the bank's perspective if you see banks operate through a branch led model so they are not able to reach tier 2 tier 3 cities as effectively as they can do in tier 1 cities so if i quote rbi data which is reserve bank of india's data 60% of lending in india happens only in delhi and uh, maharashtra wait a second and say that again 60% of lending this is according to the rbi yeah yes that is rbi 60% of lending all takes place in delhi and where else maharashtra and that is primarily oh because of mumbai because mumbai and pune are there so uh, 60% of lending is in uh, these two states and remaining states uh, has only 40% contribution so the problem is not that the demand is not there in these states the problem is that banks are not able to reach there properly so because sorry why, so i want to back up for a second yep. just so i can understand population trends as well 60% is happening in delhi and in maharashtra yeah yep. so what's the percentage of the population of india overall that lives in those states versus the other states i don't have exact number with me but i that's okay i think but i mean how many states are there in india uh you know there have been many new states also it's more than 30 and i believe uh, in but basically two, but basically what we're saying is that 60% of all the home loans are happening in two states out of 30 or 40 yeah yes yeah and uh, remaining state banks have their branches but they are not able to penetrate so well uh, there is a huge demand over there also even developers are going to tier 2 states to set up you know new projects so if you see in india these states are catered by very small kind of hfcs which is housing finance companies who are regional in nature and and these hfcs don't have any good technologies if you go to their website they will just have a at max that i'm saying they will have a lead generation form where you can put your details there is no matchmaking there is no offer shown on website right. people have to go through a lengthy hassle some process to take their loan so what we are trying to do is we are running a digital model where what we are doing is we operate through a agent network these agents are chartered accountants financial advisors property dealers real estate brokers we give them technology because these guys are actually influencers uh, in the market so if a customer require a home loan then his priority is not to take the home loan his priority is to buy the house so a real estate dealer will first get to know about this requirement so we ask the these guys we train them how they can do fulfillment for their customers uh, they do all the documentation they use my app to show them the right offer and then they help the customer in getting their loans from the nearby branch in these cities this helps us in easily uh, you know penetrating into the the areas where banks are currently not there secondly uh, for uh, my agent is actually a single point of contact for my customer so customer is not uh, you know hassled because for any update my agent is there for any kind of work with the bank my agent will do and this service is totally free for the customers because we are paid by the bank uh, so customers can avail all our benefits uh, my agent will do all the fulfillment for them so think about our model like uber so as uber has drivers we have these agents when a customer come to me i assign them my agent who will do end to end fulfillment for them and the customer don't have to do anything uh, apart from just signing some forms okay i mean just to be clear and just to help you make this point between maharashtra the state of maharashtra and the state of delhi it's about 10.5% of the indian population okay and that means that 60% of the loans is taking place with 10.5% of the population yeah 
And that seems really unbalanced. And what that means is that in the other 27 states and nine territories in India, the potential for growth is huge. I want to talk a little bit more about how you're using technology to reach the people in some of these other states. Obviously, if you're in Delhi or if you're in Mumbai, you're going to have better access to Wi-Fi, better access to the internet. But how do you reach these people in these in these other states, particularly where, as you said, the families are being dejointed and nuclearized? People are moving out of their parents' homes. Yeah. Probably on a mobile phone, they're getting access to this. How do you do that from a technological standpoint? Okay, so my customer, see, currently, if you see in India, telecom is going very fast. And uh, very. yeah, and uh, internet penetration is very high. People have you know mobile internets everywhere. So they come to my website, they give me their requirements, and our agent is assigned. Now my agent is equipped with a mobile app. Uh, he goes to the customer, put all the details which is required to match the customer to a lender. And uh, once the lender is assigned, then all the documents which are required by RBI to be provided to banks. So as I told you earlier, that a lot of things need to be done through paper. Uh, in India still, it, these are regulations. So my agent collects those papers and then go to the bank branch and then, uh, you know, help the customer in getting taking the loan from there. Uh, so currently we are working as a broker for multiple banks. We have around uh, 15 tie-ups with various banks. But in due course of time, uh, we also intend to start our own credit. So currently I take the paper, give it to bank and then credit of the bank works and give the offer because I cannot digitize the credit of a bank. Once I start my own credit, I will be able to show the offer to customer then and there only in the app. And then my agent can help collect the documents, scan it in the app, give it to those documents will reach my center uh, in Gurgaon where we are based. And then, uh, you know, funds can be transferred to customer very easily. That's what we are trying to set up. Do you want to know how I collaborate with some of the best brands in the world at Asia Tech Podcast? I use Podmetrics. This is the best way to connect to your favorite brands and monetize your podcast. If you are a podcaster, you can sign up now at podmetrics.co and use the referral code AsiaTechPodcast, all one word, to get full control of your show's monetization, regardless of your show's size. And if you're a brand and want to collaborate with the Asia Tech Podcast, head over to advertiser.podmetrics.co. It's spelled like it sounds. And sign up now. So your expectation of having your own credit line available means you're going to have to have some balance sheet available, which is going to require some capital, right? So do you expect to raise money? Yeah. I'm not done yet, right? So do you expect to raise money so that you can make these loans essentially instantaneously after doing some kind of data analysis for people that have not had access to credit up until now? Yeah, so we are in process of raising funds and, uh, you know, these fundraise discussions keep on happening. And so our growth was initially, you know, when we planned out, we planned it in two phases. First was to digitize the sourcing part. Second was to digitize the credit part. Now, uh, you know, past few months when we started, uh, we have digitized the sourcing. So we are present in uh, 24 states and we have uh, sourced applications in about 60 districts in India. So uh, and all through using our technology. Now, what happens is that when I give the application to credit of a bank, I'm not able to digitize that part because banks will move at their own pace. So in the second phase, we are planning to raise funds and we will uh, start our own credit where we will help customers in getting instant kind of loans uh, in the home loan space. And is there a license that's necessary for you to do that? Do you need a banking license or a lending license? 
so uh, we will require a lending license uh, it's called home finance company hfc license which we will attain as and when we go to that part and is there kind of an offline and an online component to this like what does digital actually mean when you're talking about the backbone of home lending in some of these second tier and third tier cities that you were talking about okay so by digital i means physical plus digital that's obvious but the digital part is that uh, when we tie up with a bank we get their policies and we digitize it uh, into a platform so we then take the customer profile and match them according to the policies and wherever we think banks never give me their 100% policy whatever policy they have given me so i can show the customer that okay this is the chance of approval in various banks now based on this we will apply to a particular bank so up to this part is uh, digital then there is a requirement by rbi that all the lending in india is supposed to be happened through a paper route that customer need to sign actual paper documents in vetting then only a lender can give loan to the customer so for that documentation part customer generally have to run across branches multiple times to get the paperwork done so this all is taken care by my agent so the customer don't have any hassle my agent collects all the documents get the signatures of customers and then give it to the bank branch and in case there is any follow up documentation required all those things are done by my agent so we have both physical as well as digital element this helps us in two ways number one we are able to match to the customer not only using technology but also there is a human advisory angle in our business my agent is a experienced person he has been doing this business from some time so he can uh, not only using technology but his experience also can guide the customer to the right product and secondly we just don't sell leads to bank so you know if i just sell leads of customer to bank then the journey of customer will again be broken from me then the customer will again have to follow up with the bank here we provide end to end solution for customer end to end hand holding where customer just have to sit at his house and my agent will come to him or her and do the agents work for you or do they work for the bank agents work for me they are my agents and they are like you know taxi drivers of uber uh, working with uber so these agents work with me on a variable cost model that if there is a successful disbursement then the commission which i receive from bank i pay some part of it to these agents and what what is so that's your business model right you get paid by the bank yeah. and then you filter some of that money down to your agents who could be like you said like yeah. taxi drivers uber drivers whatever yeah no i just said that how uh, drivers work with uber similarly these agents work with me these agents are actually chartered uh, financial advisors uh, mutual fund agents insurance agents people who are actually working in financial services space they can actually monetize their database or the customer connect by uh, you know coming to my platform and helping their customers in getting home loans i get it i get it so what was 2020 like for you after the pandemic hit i mean there's been a whole host of lockdowns not just in india but in the rest of the world yeah how has work from anywhere kind of impacted your business okay so actually we started in the mid of the year we were incorporated on 21st july last year and we started our business on 1st september in the initial part of the pandemic that is till may or june first second week the demand for home loans actually slumped because you know people were not buying new properties but in the second part of the year uh, actually the demands of for home loans actually picked up and there was a lot of reasons for that firstly government reduced the policy rates base rates for lending so currently home loan rate in india is lo- is one of the lowest in history uh, you know generally home loans used to happen at 9% 8% currently people can get home loans at 6.75% so a number of people came who wanted to shift their loans to new lenders or you know people who were just sitting on the edge to buy a house because cheap financing is available secondly 
the people uh, you know who who are actually living on rent as the emis drop and come closer to the rental pricing people tend to buy new houses right thirdly even from the property developer side there were a lot of offers to clear their inventories they provided gst benefits and then late emi kind of schemes so people actually there was a lot a lot of demand for the new homes especially fully constructed houses so we saw a lot of customers coming to our platform in just past you can say 4 months we have disbursed close to 60 crores of loans which is about 8 million usd and uh, this month we are on track to do 4 million more so we are seeing a very good demand and we believe that this going to continue as there is a you know budget session in the first week of february new budget will be announced and we believe government will be very pro affordable housing and we will see further growth in the demand for new housing in india and what do you see in terms of like alternative forms of distribution for this right so not just your existing financial advisors but maybe other companies that have non traditionally distributed financial service products right in other words if you have access to a platform that is distributing other financial services products would it make sense to give them the ability to distribute your loan platform as well yeah we are in talks with other players also there are many companies who are into the business of mutual funds or insurance and they are you know distributing it again through agents or maybe directly online right. we are in discussions with some kind of strategic tie ups where we can provide our apis on the platform and they can give our services to their customer base so that we are exploring currently right. see we are just a, we are just a four months or five months old company and in the first part of our phase, uh, you know growth we planned on setting up our own distribution now we are prepared and now we are getting going out in market uh, to tie up with other companies also we even plan to tie up with real estate portals those who are directly selling the properties to customer that we can help them in providing financing services also to their customer base yeah i mean i was thinking about a company like paytm right which is starting to distribute insurance products yeah. they can probably also distribute housing loan products as well yes yeah if paytm comes to us uh, you know we'll be more than happy to work with them and we'll try to explore the you know possibilities of uh, leveraging their network But is there an insurance play here? In other words, if you're writing, you said you've already written eight million dollars of loans, you'll write another four million dollars this month. Yeah. Is it possible that then you could also distribute in reverse? Yeah. I wouldn't say PNC insurance, but just property insurance for or home insurance. We do that. Whereas another way you can make money. Yeah. 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 So we are actually doing that. Uh, for every home loan, uh, we uh, you know try to educate customer about insurance also. And uh, I'll say around sixty to seventy percent of loans which we have done. uh there we have also sold home insurance products uh, where we get some cross sell amount from the banks or the insurance companies and how about documentation or the standardization of documentation in other words if i buy a house in one town or buy a house in another town are those documents standardized and if they're not can you standardize those across domains across geographies i mean see we are trying to do that uh, but the problem is uh, that ownership in india uh, is of various types you know you have a direct registry of the houses or you have general power of attorneys and then uh, there are some unregulated colonies in india so uh, that is the problem that uh, home loans were difficult to digitize because assessment of the person can be done online as in the case of a personal loan but the assessment of property is difficult to do the problem lies in the basic problem in india that we don't have a centralized property database uh if we have that then i can send a you know query to uh, that database and get to know the ownership or the legal uh, or the technical structure of that property so now what generally happens is that for checking the legal uh, you know uh, ownership of the property my agent actually has to go with the bank to the nearby court and he has to see the ownership chain 
and for the technical verification there are third parties who come to customers house and see whether the house is properly constructed or not so these things we are trying to digitize but it involves a ecosystem uh, effort not only one player's effort because we need government to bring some kind of standardization in terms of databases or maybe in terms of uh, you know some database where we can check the ownership of the property which is still lacking in india got it and does this work in in conjunction with india's desire to give a digital id to everybody in the country and then potentially digital ownership for property as well i think it should come in some years time but uh, with the, this digital identity aadhar card uh, government is now starting a new uh, thing which is digi locker where all the documents will be digitized and once the adoption of these things uh, start uh, uh, you know at scale i believe this database can be created yeah i think so too so what is the future of basic home loan where do you see yourself in like 3 to 5 years what does the company look like as far as you're concerned see after 5 years uh, we believe that we will be one of a, one of the major players in affordable housing loans in india where uh, our you know end to end process will be digitized uh, those things which we cannot uh, 100% digitize we can automate it using human plus technology element where my customer will get all the updates as well as fulfillment using technology or a app and if it is digitized then it can be done instantly and have you raised money for this or have you been bootstrapping it yourself and either way do you plan on raising capital soon for this business we have raised our seed round from pikes capital uh, it's a germany based vc uh, which is backed by alexander samber uh, owner of rocket internet and uh, we got our first seed funding from him and that's how we started the business that is awesome is there anything else you want to tell me that i haven't asked about yet i think we covered all now and if you have more questions i'm happy to answer I think this has been super. Atul Monga, the founder of Basic Home Loan India, I really want to thank you for coming on and do this today. I can feel the energy that you have around this business. It's awesome. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual or anyone or anything.